we are also preparing ourselves for um, for a time of long and sustained prayer. Some of us have never done it before. Abi, how many of us have joined us in fasting during the 40 days of power before? I mean, join us throughout, not do half and then do half. Okay. How many of us have done half and half before? Hey. How many of us haven't attempted to do any at all? Come on, talk to me. I told you that these seeds are going to be very, very interactive. How many of us haven't done any at all before? So how many of us know that we are lying? Okay. Um, I get it. Um, this morning during the prison worship time, some thoughts came to me, and I think you have just confirmed the thoughts. Have you noticed that whenever we are in church or any social gathering where one person or some people are leading, those who are leading are very passionate about what they are doing and they are into what they are doing. But the rest of us that they are leading, you see that it's like we are doing, we are not doing, uh, we care, we don't care. You know, I'm an Aigbe man. I like Bobobo. That is our local music. Okay. And one of the things about Bobobo is that when they are singing, you normally have a lead singer. And then he leads, and then the others follow. And when you observe the lead singer and the rest of them, Charlie, the lead singer is in some different realms. And then the others, sometimes they sing, sometimes they laugh, sometimes they joke, sometimes they get serious. This morning, Uncle Solo was trying to get us to dance. And even me, I was trying to dance. And some of you were just there, even clap, we were not clapping, we were just... Now, one thing that I want to tell us, and it's one major thing I've been trying to tell us, and I'll keep emphasizing it throughout the next one month. You know, we have a slogan in Teen Chapel, whatever we do, you to do some. There are some dimensions of God that you never get into unless you do some. You see, sometimes we read some scriptures and we think it's just some way. We all know the issue of the woman with the issue of blood, don't we? Why was she healed? And why were many people around? You think those who were around, some of them were not sick? Even the apostles who knew the power of God and what God could do. When Jesus said, me, asked who touched me, it was like, ah, Master, what are you talking this plenty of people were crashing around and asking who touched me. Everybody was touching Jesus. Those around him were touching Jesus. But one person touched with a different type of touch. And she received a miracle. We've been talking to you about certain types of miracles. And you hear it as people's testimonies. And you think they are just stories. But to those people who experience, they are reality. 
Some of you want to go to the moon. Go ahead. Now, listen very carefully to me. In the next one month, and try and make that to become your lifestyle. Whatever we do, please get involved and do some. Okay? My simple advice to you, just get involved and do it. Especially, and I know it will happen to every one of us, especially when you sense in your heart to do it. We call it conviction. You are singing, someone is leading us, and then it's like, to you it's like, something is telling you, but dance, nah, I'm feeling shy. That guy will spot me. That guy will see me. No, I don't want you to. I don't. I don't have the skills like others. So, let me stay put. Or, we are praying, and then you think that you, it's as if you hear something tell you, open your mouth and speak out aloud. You say, Nah, in, in my house we don't pray aloud. We are talking about hearing the voice of God. Please. Listen to that voice and obey. All right? At least try and learn to obey. And as you get into it, you begin to appreciate better because God will show you his love. I'll try not to talk too much today. I wish we could have a long time of prayer. But the sketch too was good. Well done there, drama team. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how things go. See, something is telling you to clap and you won't clap. You want me to tell you to clap before you clap. When you do that, it's not, it doesn't come from your heart. You, you can't do drama. You can't sing. You can't do anything. When they do it to clapping, which is free too, that one you won't clap. Abba. But we shall change, okay? We have been attempting to answer this question, to bet or not to bet. And I know some of you have some form of answer and some of us are still dangling between two points and some of us are still not sure. Please, can you check the watch? It's off. And some of us are not sure. Last week, I, I asked us a few more questions like, um, is it sin or is it wrong to gamble? Is it okay to have a tattoo? Is drinking... All right, what is wrong with drinking? If I don't get drunk, uh, is masturbation wrong? Is it a sin? After all, it's my own body. It's me alone. Me, it's, nobody sees. What's the big deal? Can I smoke? Can I take drugs? The Bible doesn't say anything about that. Can I have a boyfriend? Can I have a girlfriend? The Bible is silent on that. Can I go to the moon? The Bible doesn't say go or not to go. So how do you know what to do where the Bible is silent on certain things? And that is what we have been attempting to try and answer. And I guarantee you it's not as easy as it may appear. Last week we looked at this very popular scripture which says that the word of God is profitable for doctrine, profitable for instructions in righteousness, 
It teaches us what to believe and what not to believe and teaches us how to behave, what to do and what not to do. By the way, last week, you know, how many of us are doing the Bible challenge? How many of us are reading? Or how many of us have attempted to start? I want to see your hands properly. Okay. Now, last week I asked a question about the four pillars of ICGC. And I was so carried away by the, the Bible challenge that even though people were mentioning the correct answer, I was focused on my own answer. Okay, the word of God. Actually, the four pillars, the first one is, it can be found in the Acts chapter 2 verse 44. The first one is the apostles' doctrine, continuation in the apostles' doctrine or the apostles' teaching. Okay, so that is the first one, which is teaching based on the word of God. And then we have fellowship, we have breaking of bread, and then we have prayer. So these four things, all of us must be involved. And especially for us as ICG, during this season where the general overseer has declared 40 days of fasting and prayer, please don't miss out. You may not have done it before. It doesn't matter. Everybody, that's the first time. You won't die. Your body has plenty food stored up. If you don't eat one day, if you don't eat two days, don't eat one week, you don't eat one month, you won't die. And don't give excuses for yourself. Oh, I'm sick. I'm on medication. I'm this and that. You know, stretch your feet a little. Even if you're on special medication, at least try and do some short season where you are focusing on God and you are fasting, you are putting away food for that season and then focusing on God in prayer and reading your word and meditating on it and waiting to hear God's voice for yourself. Don't let people give and share testimonies that you don't have a testimony. If you don't have a testimony, there's something wrong with your Christianity. If you don't have a testimony, you cannot be a witness. You're supposed to witness to your friends. You're supposed to talk to your friends. And next week, we're encouraging all of us to invite our friends. The program is next week. It's not next two weeks. So. Auntie Gina, please check with Osu uh, and Moses. The, the special service for our visitors is next week. So today, we would share the invitation cards. Okay. So, you're supposed to talk to your friends. Pray for them. And then invite, not just, you see, some of us, we are only interested in inviting them to church. The essence is not to invite them to church. But talk to them. Share your testimony with them. Share your life with them. Let them see what God has done in your life. If God has done something in your life. Tell them before inviting them. Next, we have a special program, um, a special service uh, focusing on our friends who don't know Jesus. Don't go and invite your friend who is a Christian is in the Methodist church or your friend who is a Christian is in the uh, Lighthouse church and then you bring him to church. No, that's not the essence. The essence is to focus on our friends who that we know are not born again. Alright. Last week we also talked about the fact that we should not be conformed, we should not be molded to the form of this world. Scripture says that you must be renewed in the spirit of our mind, but you must not be conformed to the world. It's very, very easy to be conformed to the world, to follow the ways of the world when you are not in the word of God, when you don't spend time in the word of God, when you don't know what is in the word of God. That is when, when your, 
your daddy tells you that you no, know, God loves you and I love you. There's time for a boyfriend, there's time for a girlfriend. Wait more for now, focus on your books. It doesn't seem to make sense to you because you will not see what daddy is saying in the word of God. But you hear your friends talking about going to the moon. How is this moon ground like? I think I need to experience it too. Is someone listening to me? And some of us have already made some very serious mistakes and we know that we have made some serious mistakes. But like the prodigal son, when you go wrong and you come back to your senses, we are always waiting for you with open arms. Come to us and talk to us. Don't pretend as if you are an angel. God knows you. He knows your heart. Come and talk to us. We'll help you out. We have been there. If you think me, I'm too old, so my own is long past. They are younger facilitators. But please, talk to us and don't keep things to yourself. Do you hear me so? All right. This morning, we... I'll talk a little bit about um, the essence of waiting, waiting presence. Sometimes even me now, I don't understand God. If God wants to give me something, if he wants to change something in my life, why doesn't he just go ahead and do it? Why does he sometimes call me and then says, wait? And then when I'm waiting to, I get impatient because I don't see anything happening. I don't know what he's doing. So sometimes I get out of the waiting room. I know all of us can relate to that. But there's something about God. It pays to wait when he says, wait. Father, speak to us this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Last two, three weeks or so, when Uncle Ivan spoke with us, he shared with us Exodus chapter 24, and we are going to be reading this passage again, and then we'll highlight a few things, and then we'll say one or two other things, and then we'll pray. Now he said to Moses, that is God, God said to Moses, come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 17 of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. It's the of God that we, we, it doesn't make sense. He says, he told Moses, who was the leader, come and come with these special elders but worship from afar God I don't understand why should I come to you and worship from afar why can't I come to you face to face talk to you face to face and I worship you Scripture doesn't say it, but I can hazard some, some guesses. We are not ready to worship him. Do you know what I said? We are not ready. Even though God wants us to worship him, we are not ready. So we have to start learning by doing it from afar. 
How many of us were ready for praise and worship this morning when we came to church? Be sincere, be very honest. The truth is that even after all the singing and the dancing and all the exuberance uh, by uh, Uncle, Mo, uh, uh, Uncle Solo and his team, some of us were just beginning to get ready. And it's the reason why God sometimes demands that we wait. Come and worship from afar. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord. May God not call Tin Chapel and then say, only Uncle Nicholas should come near the Lord. That has always been my heart desire for us. And that's why I do some of the things that I do that some of you don't quite understand until you grow a little older. My desire is that whatever God wants to do in our midst, he should carry all of us along. But you see, there's a place that, and there's some things that we also need to do before God will carry us along. And that is why sometimes we need to wait. Moses alone shall come near the Lord. But they shall not come near, nor shall the people go up with him. So Moses came and told all the people all the words of the Lord and the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words of the Lord have said we shall do. Now lie. You see, that is how we human beings we are. If I preach nicely today, and I don't intend to preach, I just want to chat a little. If I preach nicely today, by the end of the service, we all be clapping and say, oh, anything could be Jesus, we'll do, we'll do it. Now lie. I know many of you, but by this afternoon, you forgot what I said. Or you remember and yet you won't do it. The reason why God causes us to wait. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and he rose up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. From afar he built an altar. But very soon they forgot about that altar. Then he sent young men they said some young men of the children of Israel who, bent, who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings unto the Lord. And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins and half the blood is sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of all the people. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of all the people. And he said, all that God has said we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood sprinkled on the, on the people and on the covenant which the Lord had made with them according to these words. Then Moses went up also Aaron, Nehab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, just like how God has said. And they saw the God of Israel. I hope you are following the story. God says, come, come with these elders, let the rest stay afar. Come, but worship me from afar. And when they came, Moses and those elders, the scripture says, they saw God. Implying before this event, they did not see God. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. God had called Moses and the elders and they should, they should come up. And when they came, 
they saw God, but even in the scene of God, there was another dimension that was just about to take place. God told Moses, now Moses, leave the elders there and you come up. And when you come up, just be there. That's God's process. You know, the reason God takes us through these processes is to keep changing us, to keep transforming us until we begin to believe in our heart what our head is telling us or what we have heard from him. Who doesn't know that it's good to read the Bible? Who here doesn't know that it is good to pray? Who here doesn't know that God answers prayer? But do we read? Do we pray? And why don't we do it? Once in a while, we get a special revelation from the word or God answers a special prayer in a unique way and we are so excited about God. We believe God with all our heart. But the very next moment, we forget that we ever had that experience. And because of that, there are times that God will just call us to just wait, just be there. Let me work on you. You don't know what I'm doing, but just stay there and let me work on you. When I'm done, your understanding of my voice will be different. He says, come and just be there. And I will give you the tablets of stone, the law, and the commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. Abba! God, you have just come to give me ten commandments, and you have asked me to come and just be there. Just be there, so you give me the commandments. It is not just a matter of receiving the commandments. It is about something that changes of you, in you, around you. That you carry a certain aura of the glory of God. By the time you carry that stone that contains uh, the law and the commandments. The more you begin to speak it and you begin to teach it. You teach it because you have been in the presence of God and those words are real to you. Some of us, the reason why we find it difficult to witness is that the born again experience is not so real to us. You are born again. Yes, you know you have a new life. You know you, you have acquired a new nature, but it's not too real. So you find it difficult to talk about it. Stay in his presence. Learn to hang around God. Learn to linger in his presence. Just linger and stay there. Just hang there. So Moses went with his assistant Joshua. He went up the mountain and he said to the elders, wait here till we come back. Aaron and Hira are with you. If you have any difficulty, see them. Then Moses went up and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it in six days. When God calls us and we stay in his presence, 
and we hang around long enough and he sees our heart he begins to see that we are understanding what he's doing and we are ready for him when we are not just satisfied with a small touch of the anointing a small touch of the glory but when we are ready for him the bible says the cloud comes to rest upon you and in this particular instance it stayed there for six days so can you imagine if God says come and stay with me for six days and you stayed there for one day and you left would God have completed his work and that is the reason why in this season of 40 days of fasting and prayer please do 40 days of fasting and prayer If you have been fasting for only five minutes, try and fast one hour. And then increase it to one hour, 30 minutes, and to two hours. And slowly, you will get there. If you are fasting and you think about the food more than anything else, you are, you are getting it wrong. So, just stay there and just tell God, God, I want to fast. It's, it's hard. I'm hungry, but I want to fast. And stay there. Are you hearing me? Otherwise, you grow as old as me and you would have never fasted before. You try it, you give up. You try it, you give up. And it's like, Charlie, this is hard. It's, it's, it's not possible. On the seventh day, God called Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of Israel. You see, so the Israelites were just seeing some video show. But to Moses, something was changing in him. Something was happening to him. Something about God was rubbing off him. Scripture tells us that when he finally came down from the mountain, his whole body seemed to have transformed. There was so much glory and radiance from him that the People could not behold his face. I pray that we will learn to linger in his presence. I will linger. I will wait in your presence day by day. Till your glory is seen in me. We need to learn to wait. It's only when we wait and we hang around long enough that God will begin to make certain changes in our lives. have been struggling with. I'm not saying have a boyfriend or don't have a boyfriend. That is up to you and God. But you see, there are some things when you do, it's like your own conscience is saying that what you have done is wrong. The father only advised the girl, focus on your books. Don't get into this boy matter. But the girl got involved and they were trying to go to the moon. 
So when she came back and she met the father, you see, so she couldn't stand the father's presence. It's one of the reasons why some of us don't enjoy church. Because we haven't learned to stay in his presence. You haven't stayed long enough to begin to enjoy his presence. Bible says the glory came and rested upon Moses and he stayed there for six days. You see how it is like when you go for camp and then we don't want to leave. You, you enjoy his presence so much that you don't want to leave that environment. And finally when we are leaving that environment almost all of you confirm that you are afraid to go back to school. You are afraid to go back into the world because you know that there's something about school, there's something about the world that will influence you negatively. That is possible you may lose what you have. So if you want to have what you have experienced, stay in his presence. And keep coming back into his presence. Stay there, stay there. Just determine your heart that you hang around. You will linger there. And you allow God's presence to wrap off you. You allow his power, his glory, his knowledge, his wisdom, everything about him to wrap off you. You come out of that place and the sickness will be gone. You come out of that place and the timidity is gone. You come out of that place and shyness is gone and you don't know where it went. I will linger. I will wait in your presence day by day till your likeness may be seen in me. I will linger. I will wait in your presence day by day. Till your likeness may be seen in your presence, in your presence, there is peace in your presence, in your presence, there is joy. Oh, I will linger. Day by day, till your likeness may be seen in me. I will linger, I will wait in your presence day by day, till your likeness may be seen in me. In your presence, in your presence, there is peace. In your presence, in your presence, there is joy. So I will linger, I will stay. 